0: The Hard Shoulder All News Talk with the all new Nissan Duke. The Coupe Crossover by Nissan. Nissan. Innovation that excites.
1: Now, it is that time of the week where we bring you the best of the box and the box office. John Fardy and Sue Murphy are with me, as always, with their movie and TV selections. Uh, you're very welcome, both of you, uh, to the Hard Shoulder. Uh, Sue, we'll start with you. And of course, we have to talk a little bit about this. Do, do you have a message for other kids
0: who are having a bit of trouble in their life? Yeah. Would you like to share the message with us? Yeah. What is it, Sophia? Don't let the bullies stop the things from doing the things that you want to do. And it would just life would just suck if everybody was the same. That's it, exactly. So you just keep on being yeah. who you are, what you are, where you want to be. Can we hug this out?
1: Thank you. Yeah, that was uh, Sophia from the Late Late Toy Show last year. Are you going to stay up and watch it, Sue?
2: Oh, my God, this I, I don't think I've told you about this before. Ivan was aware of it. I am obsessed with the toy show. Oh, so oh, <laughs> I um, when I got married, my hen party, we all went to a house for the weekend. And on the Friday night, I made everyone watch the toy show in their pyjamas. <laughs> so I'm absolutely Virtue, next level. Susan. Virtue, Susan i just love it i just think it's such a lovely program and i think they've this year in particular they've had a really hard time putting it together because when you think about the amount of performers that are on it or kids testing toys or celebrities that they've got to surprise people or people coming home it's just going to be such a hard show for them to put together and they've promised that it's going to be as good as it ever was in any other year so i just think that 1.4 million people watched this last year like, and it's going to be in the RT player and it's something that just links everyone together.
1: Yeah, so 3.5 million people didn't watch it. So let's... <laughs> try and bear that in mind will we bring a bit of yeah, balance you here you included oh, well, I, I, yeah I was one of them I, I'm just not a fan of it I do want to seem like a Christmas cringe <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, but you I, unbelievable I, I really am not a fan of the toy show I just think Ryan loses the plot of sometime about mid-October he's walking down the street in Dundee somewhere and, and his mind just completely <laughs> uh, departs from his body and and, and it kind of it, I don't know they rejoin sometime in January and, and in between he has just goes absolutely bonkers I can't put up with it
2: he has to to be like that that's what I really appreciated about it I think he he looks like he's had 750 cups of coffee before he comes on air but he's also brilliant with kids like and over the years like sometimes it was hard to watch the toy show because it was a bit awkward but he's just so good at getting kids to talk and I think that's what the appeal of it is
1: undoubtedly brilliant at it, yeah. he is, he is, and I, 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 nobody can deny that. But I like it's not even for kids really anymore, is it? Like I, no, I know last year my kids crazy. tried to watch it and they just thought this was incredibly boring. They were like, "This is like yes. he's interviewing children here. Like, what? Why am I not looking at more toys?" It's it's I for think it's adults. It's about the
2: nostalgia. It is. It's about the nostalgia of it. Like I have a late, late toy show blanket. I have the pajamas. I have the cup. I'll have all of my treats out on Friday night and I'm ready to go. And I think there's a lot of people in my age group that'll be doing the same thing but it is like we're always talking about the last couple of weeks it is tv that's just going to lift people a little bit and like there's a couple of moments in this that i know i'm going to be crying my eyes out and that's exactly what
0: i want from the toy show
1: Uh, john will (laughs) you be crying your eyes out in your toy show themed pajamas on friday night
0: (laughs) i i've yet to decide what i'm wearing for it actually i'm still (laughs) deciding between a gabardine and a leather jacket but no you see (laughs) this year for the first time our eldest eight-year-old is getting to stay up for the whole thing so yeah, so we're all kind of excited about it. I have to say, I find his enthusiasm kind of infectious. He's he is great with children, as you both said. And in fairness, the production values the last few years there have been moments, like a few years ago when Robbie Keane came out and that poor boy wasn't able to talk. He was such a fan that was kind of heartbreaking. When Ed Sheeran showed up, like they do a pretty good job. So I can't buy a humbug this one, I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, I can. I can. I'm going to buy a humbug it. I know. Look, I'm not you really. It's of not. Of it's King, not. Yeah. Look, it's not my cup of tea. But it is Yeah I can't I can't argue with anything you've said Ryan is brilliant at it And they do a brilliant job And lots of people I'm sure uh, Will enjoy it But you know 3.5 million people won't Anyway we'll move on uh, Hillbilly Energy We want to talk about that John Let's take a quick listen You let her get away
0: with this every time I told you that I would do better You always say that You're but lying I always
2: try you got to think about these kids What do you think I've been thinking about Since I was 18 years old
0: huh? Never had a life where I wasn't thinking about the kids. Do you actually wanna be dead, Mom? Or are you just too lazy to try?
1: Oh, I tried! Plenty!
0: You've always got a reason. It's always someone else's fault. some point, you're gonna
2: have to take responsibility, or someone else is gonna have to step in. Who, huh, who? You?
1: Yes, Hillbilly Elegy, it is on Netflix since yesterday. Before we talk about the reviews or the cast, because as we know, John, you had Amy Adams and Glenn Close on the show. Uh, Tell us about the
0: movie. What's it about? It is based on a very famous American memoir called Hillbilly Elegy by a guy called J.D. Vance, who is from like the Appalachians, like, you know, lower class, middle America, Trump voters, as many people have said. And. He goes off to Yale, but his past kind of comes back to haunt him in the case of his mother, who's trying her best, but has issues with drugs, gets married probably more than is healthy for her. And then she also he also has this grandmother who's this really tough kind of american grandmother she's called affectionately his mom all who's made her own mistakes but she's trying to keep this crazy family together and that that's kind of where the movie goes as well and amy adams plays the mother in question and glenn close there's some you know prosthetics involved but she looks like this tough tough grandmother in her 70s reminds me of like, you know, Irish grandmothers yeah. I knew in and, and working class. dumb like, really kind of that universal grandmother thing. And it's a story of a kid getting tripped up or an adult getting tripped up by the damaged childhood. Now, people have really been hating on this. Yeah, I why? Because the source it's material
1: is good. There's a good cast there. Like, why are people so down on it?
0: I think one of the things is that people think it's talking down to lower class America. You know, people have used the phrase poverty porn and stuff like that. And certainly the book appeared to have been maybe interpreted as almost an apology for Trump. Some people saw it that way. I don't know about that. In terms of the movie on itself, there is a touch of caricature about these hillbilly slash redneck lives. But at its center, you have two brilliant performances by Amy Adams and Glenn Close. Like, really compelling. So, I think it gets by. It's schmalsy but it's a good watch from beginning to end and it's it's heartbreaking at times. Like I, I, I felt like I watched a different movie to some other prominent reviewers. Like I'd give it three out of five to be honest, you know. <gasps>
1: three so. out of five is not bad. so kind of a, yeah. a, a, a slight thumbs up for Hillbilly bit of Yeah.
0: I, oh, definitely. And because of the strength of the performances, and I know Sue saw it as well and I think she kind of agrees with me.
1: Sue.
2: Yeah, I, I really liked it as well. I couldn't understand. like The reviews in Rotten Tomatoes for critics are 25%, but the audience is 89 And I think that kind of shows up how people feel about it because Amy Adams is brilliant in this. And it can be a bit schmaltzy and it can be a bit over the top and preachy in parts, but it's not a bad film. It's not like as bad as you think it's
1: going to be. Okay, yeah, I might give it a go. So uh, that is Hillbilly Elegy and it is on Netflix. It's available since yesterday. A Great British Bake Off. We're going to talk about that Sue. Did you watch it last night? I did indeed. Did you watch it? I, I certainly did. I was delighted with the outcome. Were you?
2: I was so... Are we allowed to talk about the winner?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, of course we are. <laughs> God almighty, it was last um, night. Prue Leith so talks about it about 12 it. hours before it happens.
2: <laughs> yeah. I thought of that, actually. Um, No, I was delighted that Peter won it. He was such a deserving winner. Like, he's such a lovely, lovely kid and yeah. he's the youngest winner as well. So, like, I'm just obsessed with Bake Off. That's why I, I didn't realise this series ended last night, but they have two highlight shows, one that'll be on Tuesday and then another that's on Tuesday the following week, starting from 1st December, because uh, it's 10 years old now.
1: Dave was a bit of Marmite, wasn't he?
2: Dave. I didn't like Dave. Or does everyone felt, hate Marmite? <laughs> oh, my God. I felt, I felt really bad about it because I can't ever remember watching a show and going, watching one of Bake Off and going, I don't like him. I just don't like him. Uh, he he really kind of
1: grew on me a little bit (laughs) towards the end me and my wife we both acknowledged last night we actually didn't mind him by the end I feel feel a bit sorry for him the hate he's getting
2: I never got over the, the when your one knocked his plate and he just was so angry and I felt like that I was like, that's him now, that's the kind of person he is. But I also felt like he was kind of nervous. And I have to say last night we did feel a little bit sorry for him towards the end. It was like, Okay, I'm coming around to him.
1: Yeah. He, he actually looked Laura. like he was hyperventilating at one point last night <laughs> when his uh when his his cake was being tasted by He looked at the side and started like panting. <laughs> he just
2: looked like he's just about to melt like literally physically melt at the on the point like but I I don't know, I just I I felt like they weren't brilliant bakers. I felt like it was the first year that I watched Bake Off and went, these guys aren't as good as the ones that have gone before.
1: Laura was not good. Laura was not no. a good baker. How she was in that. She no. was in it because she was kind of, everyone liked her. She was a likeable character. Uh, I, I think that's why she she, she got in the final. Me.
2: But we were talking about it last night. We were watching. And I was like, if I, if I had an invitation to any of these houses, I would go to Laura's because I bet that cake is delicious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She, she was, yeah, she was very good at that. So t- anyway, sorry, tell us about these um, <laughs> specials. We're just talking about Bake Off <laughs> from last chance. night. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, these are two specials and the two hour long specials because it's 10 years of Bake Off. So it's brilliant because, I mean, Bake Off started on BBC Two and then moved to Channel Four or BBC One and then Channel Four. So it, they've got managed to get all the highlights back to the start, which is year one, when the very first uh, signature challenge was bake a cake and it, it's just grown so much since. I remember reading somewhere that they've actually got less applicants every year to the show because people think the the standard of being able to bake is so, so high. But I was just looking up, before I came on, I watched a video of the, the best um bake-off bits. And the two that I remember so vividly are Custard Gate, when you one stole the custard off the mm-hmm. other guy, off Howard, and uh Gate, when he, <laughs> the guy lost his mind about the baked Alaska and threw it into the bin <laughs> and stormed out of the tent. and. I <laughs> Like, I can't wait to watch this show because, like, that's a cake. Like, people get this worked up about a cake and it's just brilliant, brilliantly edited, brilliantly put together. And I just to see where it's come from and where it is now, it's just amazing. I love it.
1: Yeah, I love it too. (laughs) John, are you a Bake Off fan?
0: I'm not really. I I think I'm missing that gene. I'm sorry. You know what I think it is? I'm not that sweet tooth orientated, like I'm more of a savoury burger. All right. Indian food I don't know I've just never the rising sponges and the flattened dough I just it's never done for me I'm sorry I'm a bit it's the drama (laughs) I've never found it terribly dramatic
1: John you're watching the wrong show you're watching the wrong (laughs) show let's talk let's talk about some highbrow drama then before we wrap things up John (laughs) (laughs) because I know know, you're keen really to take things up a notch let me get where's my notes here John's final the Christmas Chronicles part 2
0: Bingo. Yeah. High drama. John. Tolstoy's quaking in his boots. <laughs> now listen. Here's the thing. The Christmas Chronicles from two years ago on Netflix was a real surprise hit and a delightful classic Christmas movie, which is a bold thing to say for a 2018 movie. But it was brilliant. If you, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's a great Christmas movie. Kurt Russell plays a brilliant Santa Claus. He's got this grey mop of hair big shaggy beard like he's really on the money playing santa claus and he's kind of cranky in it and it's about these two kids who see him briefly and then through a series of strange events have to go around the world and help him deliver presents and it was a great great christmas movie it really was like i'd I'd hold it up there with you know miracle on 34th street it was that good really so i yeah it's really really good i really high hopes for this one and I'm sorry to disappoint. It's just story two, it's too complicated. The same kids are in it, they've grown up slightly. They're celebrating Christmas in Cancun in Mexico. The daughter isn't into her uh, mother's new boyfriend, her father, which was a big thing in the first one, had passed away a few years ago. And through a strange series of events, this evil elf tries to rob Christmas and they go to the North Pole. And Kurt Russell is back and his real life partner, Goldie Horn, who's great in it, plays Mrs. Claus. And there's a nice bit of magic in the North Pole, but the story's just too convoluted. There's the Star of Bethlehem that powers the whole of the North Pole and the evil elf steals it and I was getting kind of lost in it. And I think a great Christmas movie, it, it has to be simple like it has to be you know guy goes to bed is visited by three ghosts changes his ways you know it, it, it has to be simple this is just slightly complicated and I'm so disappointed because I was so excited for it and child number one who I mentioned already in this one loved the first one okay. and said to me two and a half stars
1: oh two and a About half number two. stars yeah I, and know. I I think that's even being kind from the way you're describing Possibly. it uh, so listen don't waste your time with Christmas Chronicles part two but if you haven't seen it go and watch Christmas the Christmas Chronicles Definitely. Uh, the first ones uh, it is available it's there on uh, Netflix listen folks thanks a million uh, for all of that John Fardy uh, Sue Murphy stay with us here on the hard shoulder we'll be back after the break with the latest business news